0: Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press 1. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Guilty Movie Pleasures. In-depth discussion on movies no matter how guilty they make you feel.
1: All right, there we are. What's up, Schmoville? Welcome back. Your first guilty movie pleasure of 2015. I am joined uh, today with... Uh, the co-host of the main show and my good buddy, Mark Ellis. Thank
0: you. Happy New Year, Josh. Oh,
1: thanks, Mark. Thank you for uh, coming on the show here. It's uh,
0: good to be back in town. Good to be back with you. I didn't you. hang out with you on New Year's like uh, many people would assume that we do, mm-hmm. but we hung out for the playoff game. We did. And I think the Steelers would like to employ some of the methods used in the film we're talking about <laughs> to replay said game.
1: You've been waiting for that. You've been, you've been just waiting for that. day. Hey, we started.
0: look, I got a call yesterday and you said, hey, do you want to come on GMP this week? And mm-hmm. I was like, of course, I love hanging out with you, my buddy. Who are we talking about? What movie? And when you told me the movie, yes. oh my, it just all came rushing back it's, to me. It's
1: it's a classic and you know, I feel like if we're going to be talking about a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie, at least for like the next 3 or 4, you're going to have to be on the program because I, there are very few people that enjoy Van Damme as much as you do. And me, fair.
0: It's a little sad and it's something I've been working with my therapist about <laughs> is that I, how much I know about these Van Damme films because I'll be uh-huh. honest, I haven't seen a lot of Van Damme movies in the last 5 or 10 years, but I just saw sure. I saw them so many and with such just repeated fervor <laughs> when I was a youth in my formative years and I oh, just yeah. uh, all my gray matter absorbed all that information
1: we had uh, Lionheart taped off TV off a of VHS <laughs> we had uh, Bloodsport taped off a of VHS off TV mm-hmm. with the commercials and everything yeah. I would love to go back and watch those VHSs. come first of all my parents still have a VCR in the basement Did so, they really? oh yeah it's a VCR DVD combo but my mom still likes the VCR and so does my dad
0: I just prefer things I trust <laughs> yeah
1: exactly <laughs> she didn't trust the DVR until like four years ago but uh we still, and it, some of those old commercials, I'm sure we had Lionheart, Bloodsport, and of course this, uh, this movie we're talking about today, Time Cop, and uh, of, and then uh, mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh mm-hmm. legend that is Sudden Death.
0: Sudden Death, also directed by, as you pointed out, Peter Hyams, Who'd, who did Time Cop, correct. and he also did the sequel to 2001, The Space Odyssey, 2010, <laughs> The Year We Make Contact, which was not quite as well received uh, by critics or Stone College
1: kids. Uh, let's just say they won't be doing that one on profiles anytime soon. <laughs> Uh, Manson Malone are not fans of 2010, nor are they fans of 2012, uh, that movie starring uh, Cusack, Cusack as a
0: limo driver saving the world. <laughs> It's okay. What a He's movie. a limo driver. See, th- I think that's how you thats how you approach a discussion about Time Cop, is you talk about movies that are clearly crappier than that film. Way crappier. And what I will say about Time Cop, how I'll open the conversation. Wait, is before
1: it, we get into the conversation, yeah, I have to address something. I have to just address something real quick. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The, the counter splits? I'm not wearing pants right now. Uh, no. <laughs> um, before we guys uh, we get into it, uh, uh, the, the Christmas episode, Jingle All the Way, uh, was Steve Simone's last show, uh, last show as the co-host of guilty Movie Pleasures. He just has a lot of other time commitments that uh are really keeping him away from the show and he, he really wanted to be involved in some other projects uh that he has on on the you know the front burner here for 2015. So he uh, has left the show. Uh he's welcome to come back on anytime. He knows that he can call in whatever uh still ob- obviously a very great friend of the show. We will have a new co-host here in 2 weeks. Ooh. He's a, he yeah yeah. He's a he's a very good friend of mine and a very good friend of the show. He's been on the main show twice I believe? Uh
0: yeah yeah
1: twice uh he's a legend at comic-con he he's got <laughs> as far as comic-con attendees go he has his name his face on the mount rushmore of comic-con attendees he's the guy that helped get our interns uh cody and er, cody he didn't do anything as far as sure. comic-con goes that jerk <laughs> but he is the intern for this show and i love him uh copster and jte helped him get on a bunch of stuff in in hall h this is see comic-con yeah. any party you went to he was there he has the most I, I'm, I'm serious when I say he's got the most Blu-rays and DVDs of any person I've ever met
0: and he's got the most uh, probably VHS tapes too so he's good friends with your mom uh, yeah, and obviously. he if you turn on your TV set for any yeah. 45 minute period you're gonna see a lot of this guy's face he's in every other television commercial he makes a lot of appearances in sitcom stuff like that so right. he's the perfect He's he's got Mike skill
1: he does uh, he was a, a very talented comedian just a very funny guy mover, uh, lover of movies and a good friend of the Schmoes No Team Man, uh, this guy where up. we are, uh, Ben Begley is going to be yeah. my new co-host of Guilty Movie Pleasures. You guys can find him on Twitter, on Facebook, B E G L E Y, Ben Begley. No relation to Ed Begley Jr., uh, but he does love the environment. of recent, a married gentleman. Again, find him on Twitter, Ben Begley. Uh, welcome him into Schmoville, onto the Guilty Movie Pleasures show. Uh, he'll be here in two weeks. Our first show together will be Tuesday, January twentieth. Every show live streamed here on the Popcorn Talk Network, uh, one p.m. p. ST. All right,
0: Mark, let's get into it. Let's talk time. Cop. Time cop. Did um, you
1: see this film in the theater? I did not see it in the theater. I
0: saw it. I saw did this really? picture in the theater. Yeah. And it, it, it kicked off a run of Van Damme movies <sighs> that I saw in the theater opening weekend. Well,
1: 94 was time cop mm-hmm. and then 95 was sudden death. So yeah. this Peter Hyams with both of these movies, like we said when we were kind of talking is time cop uh, and, and sudden death are kind of basically the same movie because Van Damme plays a cop who has to save the day against an evil politician. Yes. Those are the only things, I'm not saying as if there are any other plot lines other than the main thing is they're cops that have to save the day against an evil politician. But the problem with
0: Sudden Death is kind of a bummer in retrospect is because it was such a diehard knockoff. It yes. was diehard in a hockey rink, whereas mm-hmm. Under Siege was diehard on a boat. Right. And what Time Cop did, when that movie came out, it was by far Van Damme's most success when you talk about a critically acclaimed film because yeah. even critics said, hey, you know what, this movie, it, it's not it's bad. It's pretty
1: accurate. If you go on IMDb and read Roger Ebert's it's like a litany about how much he appreciated time coming. It's a good movie. Yeah. It,
0: and and it's it, it's rewatchable besides the fact that it, it it has the flaw that normal time travel films have is that yeah. it is now past the future, yes. which is what Back to the Future uh-huh. 2 just went through. A I lot know. of tweets about oh, people man. wanting hoverboards at midnight.
1: Have you seen that but before have you seen that that commercial with the hoverboards? it's like no. they're, they're magnetic hoverboards and you can only like ride them on this certain surface but they're magnetic hovers that's it's, just some rich guy cracking the whip crack. on, on, on a bunch of people 10 grand a piece like, like, like he's got Back to the Future 2 playing on a loop like yeah. you see
0: this 2015 <laughs> we need to have these on the streets
1: <laughs> they it, listen they made, They tried there was an effort there and I feel like we're getting close to the hoverboards what we aren't getting closer to is what this movie took place the future was 2004 e- that is far, that's as far as they had thought yeah, okay? we didn't
0: even know if Ross and Rachel were going to make it no. in 2004. <laughs>
1: we didn't even know if I was going to graduate college in 2004, <laughs> Mark. Um but it it goes the the beautiful part about and okay, what makes this movie definitely a guilty movie pleasure is uh the dialogue is is quite brutal. Yeah, it's, at, at the beginning. Yeah. Because okay, it starts off in a mall yeah,
0: right. Van Damme and Mia Sarah his yeah. wife from Ferris Bueller's Correct. Day Off, oh, and Van so that's Damme how they do it showing off his his Wolverine boots <laughs> to a, uh, and that's where you know this movie only has a certain uh, you know height it can reach is because literally the first scene, some guy tries to steal a lady's purse, and right. thank God Jean Claude Van Damme is in the perfect mall, perfect
1: split kick.
0: But they don't, they don't, with they, his they, work boots. They're, they're tempted to do where he just punches him, but he plays it cool, right? Unlike a previous Van Damme movie where John Woo would have him in slow motion doing yep. ballet for ten minutes, he just. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, look, you know I can beat the crap out of you. Give the nice lady a purse back. Let's be adults. This movie was basically saying to every kid watching this film, hey, yeah. we're going to be adults about this.
1: There is, will be no violence at the first two minutes, <laughs> but the rest of the movie will be very, very violent. And
0: some weird-looking futuristic dudes in trench coats. Oh, yeah.
1: But I think the beautiful part about that scene is everybody knows that Van Damme is the most flexible man in action sports, pretty good action pretty good. movies, right? Yeah. So he's he, he shows in tight jeans and work boots that he can still get that <laughs> foot up there. Now here's the and other hold it, he can he, hold that. Oh much. yeah, there's no like you know when you used to stretch, and yeah, people, and like, like hold your belly button to like stay Stay on one foot. Did everybody ever tell you that? This
0: dude this dude was doing yoga oh, way yeah. before the craze. <laughs> yeah, he ate yoga for breakfast. He ate yoga, then he probably
1: did some blow. Some Greek yoga? <laughs> oh, Girl, wow. Did you see if I did that? All right, right. Ben All Bagley, right. get in here. I'm done. <laughs> so, uh, But if you notice when the dude, he takes the purse, gives it back to the woman, she's like, thank you. And then the robber guy just walks away. Nobody, you know, he doesn't get arrested. He, I think he learned his lesson. He, because you know what? He,
0: he he read the shoe and then he said, between the lines, and he said, Uh-oh. I better get the F out of here. Right.
1: And we know at the, now uh, that you can swear in this movie. So this is R-rated. Like most 90s, yeah. 90s, see, here's the beautiful part, is that in the 90s, the action movies were R. Yeah. They were R-rated and they dropped the F-bomb whenever they damn well pleased because they were cops. Uh-huh. And that, and, I mean, you're in an action scene, you're going to drop the F-bomb. So he's uh, he's in that mall and uh, we notice that the guys in this trench coat they're obviously villains. I mean yeah and
0: they're, and their dress just they, they looked at their fashion is just a little bit different than everybody else right. in that mall and Van Damme notices it he looks up he's like I don't know who those <laughs> guys are but I'm gonna go home and bang my wife because it's raining
1: if I'm not mistaken I have not seen that haircut in a Supercuts <laughs> magazine uh that our local you're Supercuts
0: see, you're not gonna see Van Damme's haircut in a lot of Supercuts either no. it's not the best he's ever looked it's not the
1: best hairdo but in, in, the, in real time it's great but when he comes back from the future mm. his futuristic hair his 2004 haircut is yeah. more like 1984 his 1990 <laughs> Ninety-four haircut is perfectly placed in nineteen ninety-four. Uh, we, I think, we skipped over the beginning when they they they're they're setting the stage. The beautiful part, I think, how many times have I said beautiful part? The the it's a beautiful film. It's a great Stop great film. Is that in a, in a nineteen ninety-four action film, the guy who's going to play the main villain? We know he's the main villain in that opening scene when they start talking about time travel and they're setting up this time travel thing. That's mm-hmm. like this guy looks nice. This guy looks pretty nice. This guy looks evil, but he's a senator. You're like, well, he's going to be the bad guy. We Ron just Silver, in, in, who
0: is who, may he rest. rest Rest in peace. And he was really underrated as far as acting
1: goes. Some of his credits are incredible. I mean, he's in a
0: lot of things. And he has a ball in this movie playing a bad guy. And you bring up that scene where they're talking about time travel and how the, uh, the good doctor actually did it it's so that's what separates this movie from a typical 90s action vehicle yeah. where it's like no they really are getting into some stuff they're embracing what this is and it felt realistic and what i loved about peter Himes' direction is that opening scene when you when you're back in the civil war and yeah. you got that shipment of gold that's going to general lee and you got a guy and then he's got these like futuristic-looking canoes, and yeah. it's like that was a gritty action
1: scene i like that and, and the guy kind of looked like bill paxton's ugly brother with a <laughs> missing tooth like, he really did he <laughs> yes, was he he's like i'll i'll take the gold now you're like all right paxton just take it easy. He's like, no, no, no. Yeah, I'll light you up. Every gun in this movie ha- either had a flashlight or a laser pointer. That's what the that? future
0: looked like. <laughs> That's what it was. Back in the 90s, it, was all, it wasn't It was about the weapon itself. It was about the laser sight true. on top of the weapon.
1: True, true. They were all trying to get to that, that predator level of laser point mm-hmm. accuracy. Uh, so then it's you're in the scene where his, his wife, those guys from the mall track him down. Uh, and they, they blow up his house and they kill his wife.
0: They kill his wife, yeah, and it's some sort of thing where they came back from the future, which we'll find out later in the film, right. to destroy him because he is mucking up Ron Silver, uh, McCombs McComb. presidential
1: campaign. Now here's the other thing too is, uh, with time travel movies a lot of times for me it makes it kind of difficult is when you start traveling back in time multiple times, yeah. and, and messing up with the, uh, uh, the time space continuum of what... <laughs> who remembers what, how they remember what, and I really feel like this movie did an okay job of that.
0: It, it, the butterfly effect worked well enough, but I think a lot of it is just under the protective coat of the fact that there is the TEC, that there is this time enforcement uh, thing. It, it's this part of the police force right. where they're the guys regulating time uh, travel. Mark,
1: it's under a Senate subcommittee, you dick.
0: That's right. And so <laughs> they, they, it's hard to get funding. It looks like they're in some sort of underground. This movie, the future takes place in like CTU in 24 after they yes. found out there's a mole. Yes. And like part of it's been blown up, yep. and it just kind of looks like a DeVry warehouse.
1: And, and and the the time travel machine looks a lot like what they used to put the, the crash test dummies on and things. <laughs> and it's like, put it on the track, get it up to 88 miles an hour, and then get it into some cellophane. That was the, the special effects was just cellophane.
0: Well, unfortunately, Josh, if you look down there and you see those two red dots... They didn't use crash test dummies for the future. May they rest in peace, the Volmer twins, <laughs> who ate it on one of their first missions. And we don't talk about them. We don't talk about the and Vollmer we don't, twins. We, we didn't. Like, like, you can't put a fresh coat of paint no. on there. Like, uh-uh. you, you can't get rid of those red spots. No. Come on.
1: It's okay. You leave things there for remembrance, Mark. Yeah. Right? It's, it's you know, it's why there are gravestones for people like Jim Morrison. yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know they have gravestones for everybody.
1: The Volmer twins didn't get one. They only got a red dot <laughs> they, they at the only end got a of the raft track. Dot. Yeah, and whatever, <laughs> you know,
0: 1970s disco party, they were going back in time to. You
1: think Hayam's son was like, "Dad, you should make the Time Cop mobile like a like a Hot Wheels track. <laughs> rev it up, rev it up, uh, right here, right in."
0: And then you go into the past and he just Yeah. And then you don't re- you're not really sure this is what I this is what always confuses me about Time Cop okay. is how do you pinpoint exactly when you come back because one time he comes back and he's about to get hit by a truck. Right. Another other times he comes back, That's, and he's, like, in the middle of, of uh, a body of water, yeah. and it's like, that technology should not be used regularly until you know exactly where you're going to end up.
1: Right. Okay, so they, they launch in a car, and the car just disappears. Where does the car go when they land in those places the car is nowhere to be found i think
0: the car stops and it, it just launches the person into it and that's why the volmer twins got bam they got sandwiched because they something happened with the time portal. yeah
1: but if you notice in the in the actual time portal on the on the hot wheels track in the devry university uh mark ellis uh sponsored laboratory, sponsored the hot by the, wheels the go, hot Wheel, yeah. it's gone it disappears into the cellophane too not just the bodies yeah so where does the car go? The car doesn't launch him into the water. The car doesn't launch him under the truck. I'm
0: not Doc Brown. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what a gigawatt does.
1: Again, a guilty movie pleasure subject that we can all talk about is where does the car go? Uh, maybe somebody that can answer where the car goes. Oh, do we have a scientist on the line? We have a scientist. He, uh, he, he's a college graduate. <laughs> Uh, he,
0: Josh, we need PhDs. He, we
1: need, he's he's currently studying his PhD in uh, Chile's ology on how to order a two for two. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the intern of this program. He's fresh off his New Year's Eve celebration with InSync on their Titanic-like cruise around the Caribbean. Ladies and gentlemen, Cody Hall. All
0: right, Cody. What's up, guys? How's it going?
1: What's up, man? Happy New Year! Welcome back, buddy.
0: Nice. How's it going?
1: Good, man. Good. Now, did you watch Time Cup? I did. I oh. watched it.
0: I watched it yesterday just to refresh my brain, but this was actually like the first Van Damme movie I ever saw. Ooh. How did it hit you when you initially saw it as a boy? Were you like, oh, this movie's awesome, this guy's the next great action star, or were you like, yeah, it's okay? I was just fascinated because he's, as far as I know, the only action star who ever kicks people regularly, you know? like I was like, why isn't he using a gun? He's just kicking people. It's awesome. It was so cool. That's a great point, but I I think Van Damme would answer that by kicking you in the face. Yeah. (laughs) That's (laughs) true. With his Wolverines.
1: Listen, Cody, Jean-Claude Van Damme, a.k.a. Max Walker, he lives by his own set of rules, okay? He travels in time whenever he damn well pleases. He puts a Wolverine boot on a robber with rollerblades, and by God, if he doesn't take on the past, the future, the past again, and then the future again... You don't mess with Max Walker, okay? That's right. Uh, now, Cody, let me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you both taglines to the movie, and you tell me which one you like better, <laughs> okay? Okay. And I'll do it in the movie voice. They killed his wife ten years ago. There's still time to save her. Murder is forever until now. Or turn back the clock and your history. <laughs> <laughs> I love the second one just for how <laughs> direct and pointed it is. It is pretty good.
0: I think that's a great tagline. Yeah. yeah. Now, when I remember, I remember the poster just saying that there's still time to save her and then, yeah. I, and then I also remember the turn back the clock in your history which makes perfect sense because, look, this isn't just a time travel movie where we're like, oh, we just found this, th- this mechanism that lets us go see dinosaurs. This one is like, no, we need to police this stuff because other people are doing... This movie was made in response to all the other time travel movies where people were going back and trying to get their parents the hookup, Marty McFly was mucking up the the butterfly effect, and so this is why you need this law enforcement agency, and who better to have on your team than not only Jean-Claude Van Damme, but also Bruce McGill McGill. as his leader, who played D-Day in Animal House.
1: Matusek, Yeah, Yeah. he's awesome.
0: When when D-Day from Animal House is the guy in charge of time security, there goes your pension.
1: There goes your pension. (laughs) Hey, uh, if you notice on the, if you have the the Time Cup movie poster, it it honestly looks like Van Damme is is going to be a space cop which kind of is a bit confusing because this movie does not take place in space well
0: this thing looks like the stargate this this movie came out i think a year or two before stargate but Got this it. thing looks a lot like the stargate whereas true. the stargate is going to blast you into a different galaxy this one just blasts you into 10 years or 30 years or however far back you want to go very in time.
1: true very true uh, cody um, what was like? What were maybe your favorite parts of the movie? And go with me here. Was was uh Ron Silver? Did Ron Silver remind you of like a, a not as intimidating or maybe less intimidating Andy Garcia in in uh, Godfather Three? Does anybody, anybody? I can see that? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Okay, but now my favorite part of this, hands down, is I posted a picture earlier on the the fan page. By the way, but when he he's getting attacked by the robbers, whatever, he does the splits on the kitchen counter Ugh. to avoid the electrocution? I thought that was just so.
1: Hilarious. I love it. I, I feel like if if Van Damme were to have a statue outside of any cinema in in you know in Belgium, that would be <laughs> that would be that's his Jordan flying through the yes, air. Yes, exactly. It's him on the countertop because that guy's trying to electrocute him, and he does the split twice in this movie. He does he drops to the ground and does the nut punch yeah. to the one guy, and then does a split on the counter.
0: My sister and I got into a shouting match, multiple shouting matches uh, around the time this movie came out because she said it looked so stupid because she thought that it was a. Sp- spoof movie because it's so dumb because that was one of the shots they used to sell the movie yeah, like Van yeah, yeah. Damme, he's jumping on the couch, She's like, I thought it was a spoof movie, I thought it was like a naked gun movie, and I'm like shut up, it's <laughs> a serious movie And but in the back of my head I knew it's like, it does look pretty silly, but it's also look look the floor was wet, and yeah. they were using a, a mechanism that will electrocute you so what do you do, you better be flexible, this is why you work out
1: listen, I think for all of us here, none of us can do that split, but if you're gonna no. jump onto something and there's a counter there, you're, you're like gonna run and grab for something, but we're not Van Damme his natural reaction is to jump into a split and if he can jump into a split and land on a counter he's going to do it right cody yeah, I, I, it's totally logical. I get it.
0: See? You know the least logical part about that scene is is that he is at Van Damme's home and he's just another night watching old footage yeah. of his wife who's dead now because she yeah. blew up in a house and he's drinking a bottle of vodka. It's like, <laughs> it's it, it, something Something in the 90s it just didn't click where they're like, oh no, we can have these dudes who are just, he clearly spend hours in the gym and yeah. have perfect diets, but in the movies, oh, they're going to be strung out alcoholics. <laughs> it's like, no, alcoholics do not look like that.
1: And he, and he never works out, he just watches old old videotape of he and his wife like at a picnic come on <laughs> now here's here, again here's another like a small plot hole of, of some sorts. is okay you're leaving this police officer uh to be in in control of time travel which in, in all intents and purposes is the most revolutionary thing that can ever happen to a society and also could totally ruin a society and you are telling this guy that he can't go back in time to save his wife but he can go back in time to stop people from robbing things. Probably the best guy to hire is the head of your group of cops. See, uh, th- th- that's a good point. Yes. That's a good point. I like
0: the fact that he wasn't allowed to go back and save his wife. Right. I like that there was that moral conflict. However, having He's a said cop that, first lover second. Yeah, knowing that this guy goes home and drinks himself to sleep every night, watching old footage of his dead wife. Yeah, maybe that's not the best guy to have on the force.
1: Yeah, exactly. His whole psychiatric report really wasn't uh, exactly crystal clear. <laughs> there mark uh so cody if you were you know i mean is this one of your favorite van damme movies or is this it's is it up there i mean i don't know because you're a little ahead of the time of uh van Dam. he's a little you know way before you were you know able to see i look at kicks. van
0: damme again cody correct me if i'm wrong i look at van damme to you, van damme and seagal to you are what schwarzenegger and stallone were to like me and Makuga because those guys had their prime I think a little bit before we were really coming into our consciousness because by the time I was I got really into Van Damme movies because I thought Schwarzenegger and Stallone had used their best stuff in the 80s when I wasn't really you know around to watch our rated yeah, movies
1: I guess so but I feel like Van Damme I mean he he was really good between like 89 and 97
0: Yeah so that yeah. was like
1: our prime right Yeah Yeah so yeah,
0: like I I've only seen uh, you guys are probably gonna kick me for this, but I've only seen two Van movies. I've seen Ugh. this and I've seen Bloodsport. So uh, I mean I you, haven't you, really seen them not You picked two good ones. Those I, are I literally ones. I, I have <laughs> I have ten that I'm gonna text you as soon as we get done with this you <laughs> you picture.
1: Your next two that you're gonna need to see are nowhere to run. Uh, hard Target. And uh, Lionheart.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid of nowhere to run.
1: Sud- nowhere to run because nowhere to run. But you run... see Patricia Arquette's bo- or uh, uh, Roseanne Arquette's boobs in it.
0: Y- and you see you see more than her boobs. However, <laughs> in Double Impact you get to see two Van Dams.
1: Oh, that's true. So Double Impact two Van Dams. You get
0: to see him play, You get to see uh, early '90s split screen. Yeah. Which is second to none. And Hard Target is definitely the one that you got. Ugh. Hard Target was the one that really sold me. It was like this is the guy I need to start growing out my mullet now. Hard
1: Target we will do on this show. Obviously every Van Damme movie will. Have Eventually, be discussed <laughs> on this program. Cody, thanks for calling in, man. Keep killing it on the uh, on the uh, the fan page there. I'm glad uh, glad you had a nice New Year's and uh, you had fun on that instant cruise and Cheers. watch Hard Target. <laughs> and yeah, and go watch Hard Target, you jackwagon. Bye he doesn't have a lot of phone skills yeah, yet, he, but
0: he's a good kid so he don't bust his job yeah not too much I'll, I'll tell you this when here's what really sold me on time cop is that I was Go. coming off a high from hard target right mm-hmm. so I'd seen hard Target the previous year and when time cop came out I remember it, it was the summer before time cop came out in September I believe it was it was a September release okay. and that summer there was a movie with with Alec Baldwin
1: called the Shadow yeah, I remember the shadow, and
0: I saw the shadow in the theater. And this is, you know, before I, I was in the business. Obviously, was the and shadow so,
1: the one with um, with Cindy Crawford? Is that what the one with that was? That was
0: Billy Baldwin. Oh, that was Billy fair B- game. Fair yeah. and game. And she everybody. Gets naked. everybody yeah, yeah, everybody. We. I, I saw that Friday morning <sighs> that came out. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. my mom would have taken me to see that Thursday night midnight. Ooh, I would have seen that. Yeah, and gotten kicked out of the theater. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> what, what, What's happening? All your socks, Mark. Don't worry about it, Mom. <laughs> so, uh, so I went to go see the shadow, right? Mm-hmm. And and the previews are just always something. I love because because back then you just didn't know what was coming out yes. you had no idea you could have seen there could have been uh, the expendables back then you had no idea what was coming out and the trailer for time cop came on and Ooh. it's still to this day i think it holds up as a trailer oh, i because, watched
1: it a couple times it's be, great
0: because it starts out of the black and white yeah. u- universal from the 20s and yeah. it's the guy walking in he's doing stock market then all of a sudden here comes oh no something's happening and it's van damme with a mullet with a mullet
1: that mullet's so good.
0: And that scene in the movie is great. When it he is. beats the crap out of the guy who drives the 1920s bare knuckle style. <laughs> well, I believe
1: the quote is, hold on, hold on, hold on. I saw on.
0: Tyson beat Sphinx on TV. Yeah,
1: wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. It gets in here somewhere. Damn it, damn I it. I he went. He oh, here went. it is. Uh, I went 10 rounds with John L. Sullivan himself yeah. and Max Walker in, in your best way Go ahead.
0: I saw Tyson beat Spinks on TV. What accent
1: was that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a very...
0: The, the, the Belgium accent is very hard to get down. Uh, it's a tough dialect. Why did
1: your name chance? Because my mama took one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, the trailer still holds up. Again, the, the jump split on the thing. Uh, there are some really good... I feel like he he could have had some unbelievable one-liners in this movie and he didn't this movie
0: I, but I think that was a conscious decision this and they movie. never referenced
1: like I'm bad at one-liners which could have been cool no
0: they no, they did but because this movie took itself seriously it took the subject matter seriously and there's no better example of that than how they do explain some time travel elements which I still love to this day is that the same matter can't occupy the same oh, space that's a really good thing at the same time yeah. and it plays into the climax of the film obviously because you should be on Broadway with those kicks oh but yeah it's just it's, it, it's a cool concept then you start thinking about it and it's it's just a nice gateway for somebody to get into time travel a little bit and think about these different theories that yeah what would happen if i tried to high five my past self because right. isn't that kind of the same or cells rebuilding themselves all the time so right. is it a different set what's the mitochondria was
1: that was definitely like the one <laughs> <laughs> <That> was- <laughs> i Mito- know first time mitochondria has been set on the this powerhouse program. of the cell <laughs> um I, that's the one thing that is totally different than any of the other time travel movies you've ever seen is that 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 line of matter can't uh, exist in the same space. Yeah, yeah. Which. Obviously, comes to fruition in the you know the climax of the the movie, yeah. The, the finale,
0: and then you look at a movie like Looper, which is also time travel, and it's Bruce Willis going back and looking at his former self played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, yeah. and then they have that conversation at the diner, and it's like, are they going to touch each other? Yeah, are they going to touch each other? Is yeah. it the same? Like every time I see a time travel I movie, mean, that's the first thing I think I'm going to see. A Project Almanac later today. I Got a screening of that. Done. That's a time, time travel, travel movie, and it's pretty close up. I think. I think like sometimes they're just going back to like the previous day. Yeah, just kind of messing around. Like, but Butterfly what's going to happen? A yeah,
1: yeah because uh, well, you notice in this movie, which they do in Looper as well, is he gets kicked and gets a scar, and then his future self, like, gets a scar. It's a great face. part. That's a great part.
0: Yeah, and I love Ron Silver talking to his past self and being like, would oh. you lay off the goddamn candy bar? Yeah, you fat love, love that scene.
1: And then when he slams the dude's uh, face in his, 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 like, his chief of staff guy, and he's like, look, don't expect to be my chief of staff. If my slamming your face in the side of the car is gonna turn you into a sniveling worm. <laughs> like, come on, that's Senator Sweek right there.
0: And he had a great sense of humor, and that, that, that offset the seriousness of what Van Damme was Going through because yes. this movie, it, it, it's almost like a coach who knows how to take advantage of a quarterback with the, maybe a limited skill set yeah. as far as acting goes. It's like let's make Van Damme serious and brooding and, and thinking about his ex wife or his, right. his dead wife, and let's let Ron Silver because he's a great actor have all, have some more of the fun and be a nice offsetting foil for Van Damme's character.
1: He's kind of you know Ron Silver reminded me of a little bit is the in Last Action Hero the evil guy with like the fake eye Charles Dance from yes. uh, from Game of Thrones correct yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and. I I also think that, that Van Damme's inspiration for his mullet was definitely uh, Mel Gibson in the first Lethal Weapon. Because they have the, it's the same hair.
0: It, it, for, yeah. Nobody had greater. I, see, Canadian tuxedo, it, all it's that. It's a tie for me between Mel Gibson's great hair in Lethal Weapon and Kurt Russell's hair in a lot of those 80 movies, too. Because Kurt Big Russell can pull a
1: mean mullet, oh, too. That's some good stuff the, right in there. In the Tournament of Mullets, those guys are meeting the finals. Let's be honest. Okay, you got Mel Gibson, who's Australian. Yeah. Kurt Russell's American. Van Damme, who's Belgian. Mm -hmm. All three represent their country really well in the mullet category. Absolutely, they do. So, I mean, they're not competing against who has the greatest American mullet. They each represent a country... In their own, you know, in their own way.
0: Yeah, and we got both of, we got two of those guys in the latest Expendables movie, and we're getting Kurt Russell in the new Fast, uh, Seven movie, oh, I think. Really? Yeah, I
1: think Kurt Russell's in it. Out, Paul Walker in Kurt Russell. Wow. There's
0: like a t- 20% chance I dreamed that, but I'm pretty sure that Kurt Russell I mean, is gonna
1: be in the new Fast I Seven. I feel like to this day, if they put Kurt Russell in anything, I'll be like, it's gotta be okay. Kurt Russell's awesome. Yeah, he's incredible. Great. Here's, uh, my favorite part is when, my favorite one-liner, I guess, in the thing is when he, the dude gets in that frozen gas, like anytime in there's a shootout in a gas area, like the the first Batman, uh-huh. uh, you know, um, this movie uh, Terminator, anytime yeah. there's railings everywhere, gone in sixty seconds, and they're shooting, it's bouncing off the railings. You know, at some point somebody's going to get burned by steam or by like freezing thing, and this guy gets the freezing thing, and his arm is totally frozen, like in Snowpiercer, yeah. and Van Damme just roundhouse kicks it off, and he says, "Have a nice day," and then he goes, "I probably should have said freeze." <laughs> 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 and this buddy goes I think he got the picture ah oh, it's incredible oh like, it's fantastic yeah, it's and so there's good.
0: something that every kid to, was able to take to their biology class it's like yeah. we just because of action not not anything we learned in school this no. is why movies are more important than school you kids listening at home kids it, do
1: drugs don't go to school
0: I never learned about nitrous oxide or it's powers from no. biology I learned about it from watching 90's action movies uh-huh. And so now I know to this day if I'm watching a film and I see nitrous oxide somewhere that's gonna free somebody yep. and it's gonna be bad news for whoever gets on the wrong side of that
1: right I mean his whole arm and his it off and you like that was some actually some pretty good cgi for 1994 if you notice i mean his whole arm it looks like the mouth of tremor of a tremor
0: yeah that and then also when ron silver gets the scar like what you're talking about it just kind of forms on his face it's a pretty cool
1: looking special effect i know that was the time travel i I agree i'm not saying here's the here's the worst effect of the whole movie Hmm. in my in my opinion it's 2004 okay everything in the world Looks exactly the same. All the buildings, all the houses, and they're driving cars that look absolutely absurd. Well, they, the cars are like little homes. I feel
0: they're, they're like little mobile homes. It was a very rednecked 2004. Mark,
1: do you see these cars in this movie? It is ridiculous. They, they don't look not comfortable. They they
0: <laughs> they look like a nice like 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 if you're traveling somewhere like in Europe and you're like you get in one of those train cars where you get to sleep overnight. You know, that's what it looks like. It looks like a, a five star hotel version of that.
1: No, the, what they look like are X wing fighter beds that the cool kid in your neighborhood had, and they built them into cars. But you don't. have They're to... all plastic. You don't even see the. You You want have to
0: drive. You literally get in, you tell your car. Your car's like your Uber. I think this this, this car would, would get you and me out of a lot of jams. Sure leaving the comedy would. store it late sure at night. If you can just tell your car where to go, as opposed to actually have to operate at home.
1: Very true. I'm yeah. just saying, you could make a car that drives itself not look like 14 microwaves all packed into one another and then with a little antenna and like little roundy balls on them. And really, it, I mean, it looks like something you would draw in the second grade. Like, this is what a futuristic tank looks like. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Put this senator in it. I'm sorry. Those cars were absolutely ridiculous. But yeah,
0: they, they didn't. They didn't have a lot in the way of style, but the no. substance yes. holds up.
1: Now, I think uh, the beautiful part is how this ends is you're, you are. It's a callback to the yes. matter. Yeah. So spoiler alert if you guys haven't seen this, how center Macomb kills himself is that he his future self and his normal self occupy excuse me. <clears throat> Whoa first sneeze ever on this show yeah
0: we need one of those sneeze buttons they have <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome that we're gonna give away those any money tickets <laughs> 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 okay we got uh, jake isle's
1: van where the up. hell was phil on that one <laughs> damn it <laughs> love you phil uh is that he occupies the same matter they melt into the t2 uh liquid metal mm-hmm. body thing and then they just disappear like flubber and then <laughs> he's able to run out of his house house with his wife uh and then travels back to, to normal time in a 1990 or to he's no, no, no. Yeah, he tra- he travels from 1994 to the future to 2004, and he meets his son who has an incredible bowl cut.
0: That's right, that's right. And it really is. It speaks to the best part about parenting is that if you, if you could somehow fast forward all those years when you had to change diapers and and make sure that your your kid is is okay and yeah. normal and and isn't going to be like one of those idiot mongoloids that just attacks <laughs> other kids on the playground. He's eight years old. He's pretty well adjusted. Yes. And now Van Dam can just enjoy his normal right. son that the wife pretty much had to raise. I guess with Max Walker, but he didn't have to remember any yeah, of that. He didn't have to know. go
1: through any of that stuff. Yeah, he he missed all the late nights of diaper changing, all that stuff. When you think about it, that's maybe a beauty part of time travel. What I'm
0: saying, makes those cars worth it, you know? Yeah. And- Just <laughs> chill out in the back of a car that's driving you around, you don't have to change diapers, and you're okay, complaining about it. Shut up, back yeah. there! I'm sorry if futuristic cars don't have a spoiler on them, Josh. <laughs> but yeah, this, the, the, this movie was clearly, and, and when you look at Van Damme's career, uh after this movie it's 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 mind-boggling me because this this really set him up oh, to have wow. a, a to be the next great action star to be at the level of a Stallone or a Schwarzenegger and then he made Sudden Death yeah. and it was like okay okay, okay. We're, we're we're treading water here and then he just started making these these really bad movies that eventually just they were end- the same thing. It was it was double team and and stuff like that. And he had a movie yeah. with Rob Schneider, and it just yeah. he just didn't get the right script. I think another thing that hurt him is that he directed and starred in The Quest, yeah. which was just a train wreck. Yeah. And it's just like you're overstepping your bounds when you say no. I'm going to direct and star in this movie. That was just really really right. not good.
1: And I think Seagal fell into the same kind of thing. It was just like the same movie. You just couldn't get Segal
0: away from the Golden Corral. No. Either. It's like <laughs> yeah. just David. Please
1: stop eating. Yeah. Uh, and I mean I think there was there was something about Van Damme that eventually like lent himself to being unliked by people in the sense of like he was kind of a scumbag he seemed like he seemed like he might be a cocky douche you couldn't mm-hmm. really tell for sure I
0: know he had drug problems in the mid 90s too so right. that doesn't help anything and then by the time you come out of that then you start to have these guys like Statham come along and like Jet Li and Jackie Chan was coming back into prominence right. in the States and The Rock and all these other action stars and it's like hey dude well, the, love to see The Expendables
1: well the, yeah but I think the other thing too is that the action franchise went in a different direction it went into yeah. like almost buddy cop comedy uh, cartoonish action where these ones like were legit action one-liners and then people kind of started making fun of the one-liners it just went in different direction and then the rom-com kind of took over and the action film became kind of this punchline really and truly because yeah. we, we'd been inundated with it and you had the second
0: coming of the huge blockbuster like what Independence Day was and going right. forward and that really started with Jurassic CGI, Park because yes. you could have the huge event movies now and then that just made movies that were like this or like right. a hard target where it's like no that's a cool movie but you gotta open them at certain times of the year yeah. and they're just not gonna do the business that what you see comic book movies do now right
1: yeah I mean he'd already kicked everybody's ass too it's, it's like kinda you gotta evolve and he never really thought that he had to evolve until the, the, the cinema came back to him
0: Yeah, and and then, but then even like having the balls to tell Stallone, like, I don't want to be in Expendables 1, you got to pay me more money. Then you see what that movie does, and you see where your own career is, and it's like, like, yeah, ah, maybe I should be in that one. But look, I still think, after seeing him in Expendables 2, I still think Van Damme can be a player in action films. It's it's got to open the right way, and you got to take something from the Stallone model, what he's been able to do, but he can still open a movie.
1: Do you think that uh, Van Damme should have done like a Time Cup 2, like turn this into a little bit of a franchise, or do you think it, it like, it wound up so? nicely it I, I think that by the time it you would have had
0: a time cop 2 would have been the late 90s now mm-hmm. and I think that the the landscape had just changed so much to right. where I think if he was going to do a sequel that would have been the one yeah more than more so than like a hard target or like yeah. a double impact or maybe even like blood sport yeah. but I, you know, I, I, think that that time has passed, but, uh, I mean, again, it's like.
1: Cause nowadays, like, if Time Cup 1 would have done crazy good, like, okay, let's, let's, take it in the Taken model, right? Time Cup 1 does awesome. It's critically acclaimed. Time Cup 2 is already in the mix when Time Cup 1 is getting critically acclaimed. Yeah. Same as, like, how Taken and then Taken 2 and now Taken the third time, he's gonna kill everybody for the <laughs> third time. Like, that's, and I think Time Cup 3 would have been like, they're dismantling the thing and he has to go back and rescue the world would have been, like, the, the capper of the Time Cup 3, the <laughs> franchise. We just, we just got the these one-offs with Seagal, or with, with Van Damme. He never really had a franchise.
0: No, he, I mean, they, they tried to make Universal Soldier a franchise, yeah. but that was too late in the game. That was too little too late. You yeah. know what's funny is that Time Cop really shot itself in the foot because they only went to 2004. Yes. So it's like by the time a sequel came out, you can already see that oh, well, we're probably we not going to have it. time travel around by now. That's but. why it's
1: like, you know, those the futuristic cars that they made were better for Fifth Element and Fifth Element took place like 500 years in the future yeah. or something crazy like that. I mean, yeah. if you're to make a futuristic movie now, go 150, 200 years so we never have to have the 2015 argument, You know. Over Hill Valley. Yeah, give yourself some breathing room. Exactly, exactly. That's why you date multiple girls at the same time, so that a different nights. I'm kidding. Kids oh, yeah. don't do that. To write that oh. one down. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for watching. Uh Mark, thanks for being on the program. Dude, it was
0: great. I love talk. I can literally talk about this stuff all day and yeah. all night with anybody. I yeah. don't care if I'm at a bar with strangers. I can talk Van Damme movies for a long time.
1: Go out, watch Time Cop. Let us know what you thought. Uh, next week, uh, uh, we won't have Ben Begley in yet. He's gonna his first show will be Tuesday, January twentieth. Again, we live stream here one p.m. PST every Tuesday. Next Tuesday, they requested it at Chili's two of the of the main parts of Shemoville, Alicia Malone and Ken Napsock want to talk Spice World. So Ooh. so I uh I'm going to have to watch Spice World and <laughs> Thanks <laughs> Phil. Uh it's a one of Alicia Malone's favorite and apparently Ken Napsock's favorite. I have no idea why. I've never watched the movie. Never was I tempted to watch it, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. As you guys know out there in Shemoville, I like just about everything. So, uh, tune in next Tuesday, 1 p.m. PST. Mark, where, where can the kids find you? They know.
0: Uh, they, at 51.50. They And all that stuff. And make sure you guys subscribe to Popcorn Talk and to Schmoes. Know our yep. main YouTube channel. Uh, next couple weeks, I'll be at Raleigh, North Carolina this weekend at Goodnight's Comedy Club. And then two weeks from now, I'll be at Helium in
1: Portland, Oregon. Ooh, Helium's a great club in Oregon. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah, good you And, uh, guys, my birthday is Thursday, January 29th. We're, we're hoping to get the YouTube, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash to 10,000 subscribers 10,000 subscribers by January 29th if so we're gonna have a really special 100th episode if you guys get us to that 10,000 subscribers, let's do it let's and if we don't happen. do
0: it by January 29th we'll just hop in a time travel vehicle go back in time hoping out the Volmer twins and do it all
1: over again <laughs> thank you guys for watching we'll see you next time what's your guilty movie pleasure happy birthday